Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Sorry I was out yesterday. I had to have my roof replaced. So I had a bunch of roofers here. Um, they had to do it all in one day, which I'm happy about. But it was nonstop banging, sawing, hammering. And my dogs were going crazy. So I uh, had to step aside. Joe was able to handle it, which I'm thankful for. Um, but I'm back. And there is a lot to talk about. And it's it's crazy if you would have told me last year that we were going to be saved by truckers, that the truckers were going to be the ones leading the push to restore us back to normal seed restore rights. I wouldn't have like not believed it because obviously I know tons of truckers and they're exactly the kinds of people, but I wouldn't have thought that's who would be leading it. Right? I thought it wouldn't have had to get to the truckers. I thought I would have thought that mo most Americans would have already stood up for themselves, but the truckers are the ones leading the way in Canada, as well as here in the United States. And we have someone with us today. Why don't we bring him on, Mr. Producer, leading the American trucker convoy, Kip Coltrane. Kip, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are y'all today? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. So you are with the frontline truckers. I want to make sure that that's not mistaken with some of the other convoys that are starting. Why don't you, why don't you walk us through how this convoy is going to work, where you're going to start from, and where you're ultimately looking to end up? Well, the first and most important part of this uh, regarding the convoy, it's a peaceful, patriotic American movement. Uh, we'll be starting in Fresno, California, the night of March 2nd, proceeding on across the country up until March 6th. Uh, we'll be just just south of Washington D.C. and and there we will will be converging with numerous other convoys, all independents that are doing their thing the way they do it, and we're coming together on the other end. So I don't know if you've made the route public, and if you haven't, that's fine. Obviously, probably some security risks, and you don't want people to to try and jump the route. But can you tell us? Are you going to take? Are you going to? shy towards the northern route or the southern route no for us it's simple uh, our route consists of i-10 and it'll jump on 12 between baton rouge and hammond louisiana actually the uh, eastern end towards covington uh, so basically i-10 i-12 i-10 i-95 on up in okay well that works um <laughs> yeah R real I easy it's a real easy route <laughs> Uh, uh no and it's and it's been broadcast to the nation in fact uh last night we posted it again uh things have been moving so fast you know that uh we don't have i don't have time for a bunch of fancy stuff and i don't really do tech so we kind of got put in a position where i've been doing stuff handwritten on a tablet paper and uh last night we were able to revise that and get it cleaned up to where people could read a little better than my handwriting so it's out there it's no it's no secret and we're not worried about security so once you leave California, I mean, you might have to deal a little bit in New Mexico, but once you leave California, you're going to be on, on friendly highways, right? You're not going to be worried too worried about Democrat governors stopping you. Um, 
Have you have you gotten any word from California that they're not happy with what you're doing? No, th there's been nothing. There's been no response. Uh, something we did on the front side, and uh, I want to make this super clear. You know, a lot of people look at this as if when we say protest, like some of the other things you've seen over recent years where buildings got burned and people were killed and cop cars were destroyed. That is not it, man. That does not represent one tenth of one one hundredth of a percent of what we believe in or how we will act with our convoy. And I believe it was four or five days ago we actually sent out letters. Uh, I had drafted a letter to a generic letter to every state's state police as well as every state's state department of transportation advising them of, of what we were doing as well citing some of the fmcsr regulations so they would understand that we're not required to stop at the way stations we did that to let them know we're coming number one number two not to create a stir with law enforcement all of a sudden if they see 10 15 800 trucks however many it would be past their way station they'll already know and we asked the state yeah. department of transportation and the state police to co-mingle and advise here's or your dates here's when we're coming through and everything's been on the up and up right from the beginning it's been ha handled very professionally so you, you guys aren't going to be hauling anything so you don't have to stop at those way stations no, it, in fact, if uh, let's say me, for example, if I leave my home base and travel to a destination anywhere in the country and then do whatever I'm going to do and then come on home and I'm not engaged in interstate commerce in any way, meaning I'm not getting paid to haul, then I'm not required by law to stop at those way stations. And I think something very important to realize with that. I'll give you an example. Uh, let's say we had 50 trucks. Let's just use a real low conservative number. Mm -hmm. And we pulled into the way station. Many times those way stations don't have enough room to accommodate that many trucks. So what you have yeah. now is trucks trying to get off the exit. And now you've got trucks backed up on the interstate. And it creates one heck of a safety concern. It's not uncommon around the country to have cars rear end trucks that are trying to get into the way station. And of course, by law, uh, pretty much when you get to that point where trucks back up into the interstate if you're coming along and see that you have the right to bypass that scale so what we're trying to do is just not create a stir you know they'll know what's going on on yeah. that day uh, they were even advised when you see a bunch of trucks with american flags coming and we go past your scale uh, understand we're the good guys we're, we're not trying to do anything wrong and so thus far uh, with the interaction we've had via emails and communication there it's all been good so do you do you guys plan to go the speed limit or is any is any part of this going to be a slow roll or are you just trying to get there and then once you get there strategy changes that's a real good question i'm going to answer that as best i can again everything we are doing is legal everything we will do is with a mindset of just good citizens that just want to be heard so uh you know you could be put in a situation where you say we just want to hurry up and get there but we're not whatever the speed limit is that's what we're going to do uh and when you mentioned slow roll as if and, and not that you meant it this way but i'll offer it this way and when you say slow roll that kind of indicates perhaps we're going to try and mess up the interstate system all the way there that is not the case. Uh, we will have motorcycles with us, and every couple hundred miles when they have to stop for fuel, what we'll end up doing is I'll slow the convoy down a little bit. Say by, let's say we were doing 70, I might slow it down to 62 to 65, just to slow us down, because we're going to keep going. We don't need fuel. They do. And what that does is that enables them to be able to catch us rather quickly without them having to break the law yeah. and speed. So now every, everything's on board, man. 
everything's okay. on board with how we're handling this. Okay. Well, it, and it, hey, maybe safety concerns <laughs> say you have to go five miles under, 10 miles under. You just got to make sure you're going to safe speed. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, safety safety is the. Yeah. Well, safety is taking the lead on how we're planning this convoy, this whole in, old situation. Safety first, man. How many trucks do you think you have ready to go right now from the start? <laughs> I assume that more, I assume more are going to join as you go through. You're, you're passing through a lot of states that have a lot of truckers. I assume that more will join you as you go along. But do you have an idea, rough estimate for how many you're going to start with? Well, there's 2.7 million trucks in the United States, give or take. Uh, so if you figured 80% of that, that's 2.16 million trucks. So the best answer I could give you is somewhere between one and 2.16 million trucks based on the 80% show up of the Canadians. That's a very broad range. I'd probably do better to go buy a lottery yeah. ticket and buy you one as well. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a hard call. And, and here's why. I like... Sorry uh, about that. We had a call come in on my we, side. It's uh, all right. I, I like to work with solid details and we've got so many people that are saying we're going to be we're going to be waiting on the side we're coming in from here we're doing this we're doing that and the response has been crazy uh, <clears throat> we never thought and and have no desire to do like a sign-up sheet you're an american you don't have to sign anything yeah. to roll with us if you're an 18 wheeler obviously but it has created a situation where truthfully i can't answer your question uh it was thought out very meticulously. You say we start in California and understand our California start. That is for the trucks that choose to first off run with us. And secondly, for the trucks in California that choose to come across the country on I-10. There are some other convoys leaving out of California and I don't know what other routes they'll take, but they're just because they're in California doesn't mean they have to or that yeah. they will roll with us. Um, and you know, when you go back to that question, how many trucks, uh, I don't know. And there's no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to know. And it, probably a good idea not to create a list because if you created a list and you put it online, as we saw with the Canadian, uh, with Give, Send, Go, it got hacked and released to the public. So you don't want that. Um, yeah, I assume thank you for saying it. Gonna, I kind of dodged yeah. that. <laughs> yeah and listen if if you don't create the database it can't get hacked right they can't hack your, right. your mind <laughs> yeah i assume it's going to be mostly owner operators i assume that the the company guys aren't going to be taking company trucks across the country um so what has been the sentiment so far from the people who have already been talking to you what is it that's getting them off off the couch <clears throat> like out of the house to join this convoy? I'll answer that in two parts. Uh, your assumption that some are gonna be owner operators and some company, believe it or not, there's both. I have received messages from really? people that, that yes. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty wild. I'm like, man, when I hear that, I'm like, go man, go. <laughs> Obviously the owner operators, they have a lot at stake. That's yeah. their business, that's their livelihood, that's their truck. Uh, and then, of course, the corporate restrictions or company LLC restrictions. And I can't take my truck and go get involved in that uh, bill, even though you just work for me. But some of those companies are making that allowance. Um, the, the other half of what was the other half of your question? I'm sorry. Um, I, I was touching well, back on that. Well, let, let, let me let me ask you before I get to that. 
I would assume the company guys are going to be companies that are sympathetic, more smaller. I assume some Walmart driver yeah. isn't going to take the Walmart truck and drive it across country. These are going to be more sympathetic, smaller companies, right? Uh, I would I would reason to say so, yeah. And I haven't received any calls from a Walmart driver. Doesn't mean there aren't some good. And Walmart has some super yeah. good drivers. I'm sure that believe as us, but uh, no, I don't believe we'll be seeing them in the line. <laughs> and the the other part of the question was, what have you been hearing from people that's motivating them to okay. to join this? <clears throat> uh, what's inspiring people and motivating people? Uh, I think everyone has the collective mindset of <laughs> how much more can we choke on, man? How much more are you going to shove down my throat? How much more are you going to oppress me? How much more are you going to um, imprint yourself on my life in ways that I don't like? And I think oftentimes you'll find that people won't move on their own. But if one person will just stand up and say, look, I'm done, I'm doing this. And then they see that you actually are doing that. That gets them to moving. Uh, what has been taking place, I don't know, if it would, I don't even know what day it is, the 15th or 16th. In the past two weeks, though, I've seen so many people just get involved and there's been so much chatter. And I think people are realizing, number one, this is real. Number two, there are several different convoys, all good convoys, doing good things, all with the same mindset. Let's get to Washington. And I think oftentimes when people come together and they see that it's real, that it's moving, that it's organized, and that it is going to happen, that enables them to decide we're going to engage and get involved. So what we saw on the Canadian side of the border was a massive convoy, but the media went out of their way to find someone who said something <coughs> who was who was either said something that was racially charged or something that was bigoted. And they tried to define the entire convoy based on the beliefs of one person. Um, I'm sure that they're going to try and do that to you guys. My question is, they already what have. do you guys, oh, then that, that doesn't surprise me either. Do you have any plans to combat that? And do you have any plans to combat things like false flag operation? Because we, we, I assume that they're trying to try and embed people in with you to cause trouble or, or to start mouthing off to give you guys a bad name. I know you're not keeping a database of everyone that's coming with you, but do you guys have any plans for if you're halfway along and all of a sudden someone starts mouthing off to the media. Do you have any plans for that? Um, honesty is the best policy, right? And so I have found recently some articles that said some stuff that I didn't say. And the reason I know I didn't say it because I'm pretty solid about how I speak. I'm also pretty, pretty in tune with the things I say. And remember, uh, last night I read an article that it said I was a QAnon influencer, and it was just all kind of insanity, and I just couldn't help but yeah. laugh. Uh, so I think, you know, when you talk about how would we respond, we're not going to. We're not going to waste time with stupid. Uh, it has a known fact of anyone that's been paying attention in this country for the last 14 years of what they do. And sadly enough, what they try to do is they take a, a snippet. And they say, all right, and then they spin it up and build it up and they lie about it. And sadly enough, they just, there's no repercussions for them and they don't care. And I believe as well, they're so deeply involved and, uh, you know, let's just say it, man. These people are a joke. That's the best you can say about them because if you have to lie to tell a story, you're not telling a story, you're telling a lie. And, and we're not real worried about them. They're going to do what they're going to do. We're going to do what we're going to do. And sadly enough, they can put whatever they want, but we know the truth and we know the people involved. And we've, 
you know, uh, one other part of your question, uh, and I think this needs to be understood. Within our convoy, we do have uh, a code of conduct, a say of how things will be. You do your thing, but if you go to mess it up, you will be removed. Uh, if you can't act right, you will be removed. Uh, and I have no problem saying this publicly and for the world to see if there's someone within what we're doing and they're acting up and it gets to a point where the law enforcement needs to be called, it will be me that dials 911. We will not tolerate any of that yeah. ignorance um, and talking about them embedding themselves. Look, Facebook is a great place for um, weasels to hide. They they infiltrate. I have been super open with my Facebook. I've, I've left everything public, which it always has, and I've been five and a half, six years now uh, with involvement and in other things for the public good. And these trolls come along. They're going to be there. Uh, in fact, some of the stuff that was written last night actually came out of a telephone conference we had last Thursday. We could go today. And how, how grossly to misquote me the way they did, it's just shameful. Yeah. Going to take a real quick break and, and remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network. Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your family should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital for medical reasons. We don't get to choose how we go to the hospital, where or, or when a disaster strikes. And you'd be shocked to learn just how many people are airlifted from the suburbs or even the cities just because traffic is really bad. It's expensive. Different parts of the country can cost 40, 50, upwards of 60 grand in some cases to get airlifted to a hospital. But when you sign up with Aramic Care Network, you won't pay one penny for that flight as long as you're flown by an AMCM provider. It starts at just $85 a year. That covers your whole household. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. So go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily. They're going to give you up to $50 back. Yeah, he said it's shameful. It is. I want to ask you about <clears throat> finances. So um, we've seen in Canada that they have decided to freeze the bank accounts of the different convoys. They've now even, if we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, Canada has now sanctioned 35 cryptocurrency wallets that were tied to the trucker freedom convoy. So first they went after Give, Send, Go and GoFundMe. Then they went after the individual bank accounts. Now they are sanctioning crypto wallets. I don't know if they understand how cryptocurrencies work. Um, a crypto wallet, this is just the first example that comes off the internet. I don't know who owns this, but this is what a crypto wallet looks like. It's just a string of numbers and letters that proves that you own <laughs> that you own uh, certain cryptocurrency. So it's, it's like a routing number. You can't sanction a routing number. There's no actual brick and mortar bank that holds the cryptocurrency. It's just whether you can prove you own it or not, but they're, they're going after cryptocurrency because they're that afraid. I wanted to ask you, obviously we like to think it would be harder for them to do that here in the United States, but I don't put anything past them. Have you guys taken any steps to make sure that this kind of thing won't happen to you guys and you'll have enough money, not only to get there, but to stay as long as you feel necessary? Well, first and foremost, uh, and I can speak for my own self, I don't have any money. I've been giving myself away for five years. So being broke is uh, something I'm used to. Secondly, we're not handling any money. There has been no solicitation of donations directly from us. There are some political, or one in particular, uh, the American Truckers Freedom Fund. It's a political action committee. And what they did was they stepped up and set up a fund to where people that want to make the convoy, you know, with proof of, of, of travel, time spent and all that, that, there could be reimbursements. And so for us, 
best I can answer is we're not worried about it because we're not handling it. We are not seeking donations. Uh, and then as far as how they've set things up for, for what I know, and I will be limited on what I say, uh, it's been f okay. set up very strategically with all these concerns that you're mentioning now in mind. And so uh, per, per the meetings I've been in, per my understanding of it, per my knowledge of who's handling it, I think it's very safe and I think we're going to be all right. It's crazy because, yeah, they went after the money, but they're also going after the goods. And in Canada, if you were, they, they say, I don't know if they've actually arrested anyone for it, but they say if you're caught bringing diesel fuel, petrol to the trucks, that you can be arrested for like, essentially providing material support to terrorists. That's essentially their version right. of the law. I don't know right. if that's the exact verbiage. They turned away Mike Lindell at the border because he was trying to bring the truckers pillows. So <laughs> I feel like this is getting out of control, but in terms of fuel, obviously you'll fill up along the way. Do you have contingencies? You don't have to tell me what they are. Do you have contingencies to make sure that once you get there, however long you may stay there, you guys will be able to keep your trucks fueled and running without having to have a bunch of people running around with jerry cans? That's a good question. Uh, I have a, a plan for my own self. Uh, as for others, I really can't answer for that. But the, the thing about truckers, would, the best I can answer that is I know to the almost to the minute how long my truck will run. I know how long she'll run if I'm at 130,000 pounds in hill, hill country, in the hill country. I know how, how long she'll run at 80,000 pounds doing 70 miles an hour on flat ground. I know how long she'll run on idle, and as well, I know exactly how many gallons are in that tank. So it really just comes back to a numbers game. And I think, uh, depending on the weather, that's going to be a huge, huge factor. And, yeah. and let me mention why. So over these past days, yesterday I was out here with my shirt off, working on my truck, getting some sun, right? And I thought, man, I bet it's freezing in Washington, D.C. It was actually warmer in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Yeah than it was here. So if we're blessed with the weather, then you can take out, let's say a gallon an hour. Uh, you can take out, let's say if we were there six days and never had to idle the truck uh, mm -hmm. because it's cool enough to sleep, warm enough to be comfortable, then you just gave me six days extra. I can be there before I'm concerned or with fuel. So it's, it's really a numbers game. That's a hard, hard question to ask, but it's a good one. Yeah. Well, as I'm watching the Canadians, it seems like the easiest solution is to have one of the trucks be a diesel truck, like like have a tank, <laughs> be a tanker truck. Have you guys thought about bringing a, just like a tanker full of diesel with you? It's my understanding that there are people along the way. Don't ask me who because I don't even know. Mm -hmm. But apparently there are people who agree with the calls, recognize the need for all this, and in fact, uh, will have diesel uh, on some, not necessarily tanker trucks, but there will be, well, actually it would be tanker trucks. I just don't know where. Yeah. Um, and and it, it's a hard, even that's hard to answer because you got to understand when you say something like that, my mind goes back to uh, 16 days of Facebook comments, messages I'm getting, people calling, texting. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. there. <laughs> I it's it, there, yeah. but man, don't ask me to put my finger on it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, this from, and I'm not a trucker. I have family members who are truckers, but uh, I just, I look at the trucks in, in uh, Ottawa. I'm just like, why didn't they just bring one tanker? If they brought one tanker and filled well, it up with diesel, then they're not having to literally bring 
jerry cans in on little wheelbarrows right? yeah. <laughs> it just seems well, like it'd be, you... let me respond to that and i want you to think about this certainly the truckers would have the ability to bring in a tanker but then what you've done is you've put everything that's important all in one spot to be seized yeah and that may have something to do with it yeah. i know in fact the, the jerry can deal and and man shout out to the canadian people when they saw what they were doing to the truckers taking their fuel cans and they went and bought every uh, i'm just gonna go ahead and said every damn fuel can you could put your hands on and started fuel can brigades i was like this is why i love canadians and i have good friends up there and i know I'm not going to say I know people that necessarily strict directly in the pro protest, but uh, I know the mindset up there. And there's some awesome folks, man. It was so cool to see them get involved in that. Yeah. No, when, when they, when they said you're not allowed to bring jerry cans and anyone who didn't watch it the next day, everyone walking into the protest was carrying a jerry can. <laughs> some fabulous. were full, full of fuel. Some were full of water. <clears throat> I heard anecdotal reports that people, might have urinated in some of the cans, hoping that a cop would take it and sniff it. <laughs> um, it was crazy. They 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 bought all of the jerry cans that they possibly could. Um, yeah, well, uh, yeah, obviously you're right. Putting it all in one place would make it a lot more difficult. And I hope the weather is with you. I was just looking at the 10-day forecast. It looks like 10 days from now, which is a little bit before you get there, it'll be in the 40s. And the, and the 30s at night. So I'm hope hopefully it gets a little warmer. Um, I, I haven't can, been keeping up I, on what Puxatani Phil said. Go ahead. I'd, I'd like to say something before we get too far away from the comment. Um, you know, the idea that someone would do that against a law enforcement officer with a hope. I get it. And we could kind of joke about it. But I want it to be understood as well for us. We have a lot of law enforcement friends. I know I do a lot of law enforcement contacts and have been on the phone with them for, you know, two weeks now. Uh, and as well, it needs to be understood on our side. We fully back the blue. We fully back the blue. Um, I'm always respectful to cops, even for the, the half of 1% of some of those that you're going to cross run across that sometimes aren't respectful. <clears throat> They're people, excuse me. They're people too. They have bad days. They have things at home they're worried about. And sadly enough, oftentimes the directive they're given, they just have to do a job. And I think they try to keep emotion out of it. Uh, I, I know for our side in America with all the convoys, we all, all respect these guys, respect the guys at the scale house. You know, when we're, when we're trucking, it's always kind of a cat and mouse game. But as I've seen, uh, you know, I don't say cat and mouse games, kind of like we're trying to outrun them. They're trying to catch us. And it's, it, it's kind of smoking the bandit you know, kind of stuff. Wanna, yeah. You know, I grew up on that show. And if you want to, if you want to chase me down at 85 while I'm rolling 70 at the speed limit over a little old uh, two inch light, that's not burning, man, come on. That, hey, we're good. Um, law enforcement, oftentimes what I've found with them, if you're respectful to them, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do whatever you ask. And, and, and lean in their direction without being ugly. They're going to be, always nice and i think people get the bad response it's often caused by their own actions not the cops yeah. not the law enforcement guy and so of course for us we we fully support and back all law enforcement officers across the country uh and of course our military and i think for both of those for the military it needs to be said we wouldn't have the right we wouldn't have the ability 
we wouldn't have a country to do it in if it wasn't first for our military and then secondly for our law enforcement officers across the country that protect and serve us and you know there's a there's a hard line sometimes they have an oath to to the people not to the establishment and i think oftentimes when they go to work and they're getting things pushed on them they they they're under pressure too but they're good man they really are so we hope nothing like that takes place yeah, yeah, and and what I was just mentioning was just more of a, a practical joke kind of thing. If they opened it up and yeah. smelled it, they whoop, yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, kind of like um, on Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we here support police too. What's been difficult, and as you said, they have their own um, needs. They they have the, their own orders. What's been difficult is to see the cops that we've been supporting so long carrying out so many of these unconstitutional orders. When you see a cop when you see what what looked like the entire precinct roll into an Applebee's to drag out a five-year-old who was unvaccinated in New York City. <sighs> Support police, absolutely, right? We, we want to make sure that they're allowed to do their job, but also at the same time, police should not be enforcing unconstitutional orders. That doesn't mean we take it out on the police, um, but we always encourage police to wake up and and realize that if you're being forced to enforce something that's unconstitutional, something that violates the rights of your neighbors, you you can say no. It might it might blow back on you, right? But you still sure. can say no. But for the vast majority of police, just like we saw in Canada, the police that were sent to shut down the truckers were partying with them. <laughs> so yeah. the vast majority of police support this. Yeah. It's a so it, it's a it's a go weird. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, what no, I was going to say, it's a weird situation. You know, they get paid by the department. And, and it, like any job, if you don't do your job, you can't expect to have a job. And at the same time, I think this is so important. If, if, if anything I say on this interview matters or needs to be heard, when they took that oath, that oath was not to a department. That oath was not to the state. That oath was to God and country. We the people. And I know... Because I've met so many, man, I could just start calling names of, of law enforcement officers I've encountered over the years or worked with. And uh, they're good people, man. They really are. It's just sometimes they get caught They get caught in that tight spot between the darkness and the light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. I, I So I see you're in a Wrangler right now. What do, you, what, what do you usually haul when you're not in your Wrangler? Uh, usually I'm hauling equipment. Uh, if I'm hauling an empty trailer with absolutely nothing on the deck, uh, we oftentimes haul those political promises too. But primarily, I am in a situation. Did you catch that? An empty trailer yeah, yeah. with nothing on it, <laughs> yeah, hauling that load yeah, of yeah. nothing. Yeah, political yeah. promises. Uh, typically, <laughs> I'm hauling equipment, and that's that's primarily where I'm at. Uh, of course, we do a lot of construction work where we're involved hauling demolition debris and stuff like that. But uh, never really been much into van trailers. Uh, Mm-hmm. Don't like tankers because they slosh. I grew up with a lot of Tonka toys as a kid, so I love all equipment, big and heavy, wide. Uh, that's that's where I thrive. So it's funny when you say the the political promises, the empty trailer. Any any <laughs> truck that also hauls any truck that also hauls manure could also fall under that same category. Um, Correct. <laughs> so, absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you. This is a crazy question because it's really hard to wrap your head around the number. But if you get as many truckers as you hope you will get, 
what do you think the economic impact of this is? Because if these truckers are on this convoy going from California all the way to D.C. and and joining on wherever their home base is, wherever they can get along the route, they're not engaged in commerce. They're not hauling things from point A to point B. They're not bringing goods to market. So that has a real economic toll. That, that will make, I mean, forget about the, the border closures in Canada, obviously did a ton. But every day that a trucker is not doing his job, right, is a day that it becomes harder to move goods to market. Goods become more expensive. Things spoil if they're perishable. Do you have any idea of what kind of economic impact you guys want to have? Is it in the billions, tens of billions? Well, let, let me let me stop you there, and I'll say this with the utmost respect. We don't want to have any disruption. We don't want to have any economic impact. We don't want to have any duress imposed upon the American people. Understand, this is a response to those who first had no problem with it at all. This is a response. This is not an imposition on our behalf. This is a response to the oppression of the American government imposed upon its people by way of an erosion of liberty. So I'll answer that. Uh, first and foremost, number one, trucks, it's, it's kind of like you. And I don't necessarily understand the radio show if you're syndicated or you work for somebody or if it's your deal. But really and truly, you could wake up tomorrow and just say, ah, I'm done here. You don't have to go. Truckers are the same. We are not required to get up and haul your toilet paper. We're not required to haul your eggs, your meat, your produce, your medicine. We're not required to do anything. And I think that needs to be understood. <clears throat> the second part of that is, uh, obviously, we do it as a passion. We do it because we love it. We do it because of Americana. Look, man, there's something about it, and I can't explain it, and I'm going to try to say it best I can, loving my country the way I do without uh, getting emotional, perhaps busting into tears. But there's nothing I love more than my country and traveling across it, doing what I do. When I get a call and they say this machine has to be in Florida tomorrow, I'm excited. I enjoy it. There's a thrill about it. Man, we got 1,100 miles, you know, eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. We're going to do what they say can't be done. So it was kind of a mindset from a kid, but as an adult, a responsible member of society and the community, uh, I see that as an honor, number one, that I get to enjoy my freedom. Number two, that I get to provide that service and bring something because a lot of the stuff I haul, the machines I haul, made it possible for you to have lights on in your studio this morning. They made it possible for you to be able to fire up that uh, electric heater that's ran on propane or natural gas. And so people don't understand that. Let me get back on subject because I just want to lay some groundwork there. <clears throat> the idea that truckers have to do anything, we don't. We can shut them rigs down. Now, we'll tell you, if they shut these rigs down, <clears throat> any grocery store only has about three days of goods in it, eggs, meat, produce. Uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of stock inventory that you might buy once. You know, the things that's in your spice cabinet that's been there for five years, that stuff really have no effect. But if the truck shut down and get pulled out of the loop, and you'll immediately see shortages on the shelves. As well, you will see higher costs in these goods. As well, you will see people panic buying. I've been advising that for two weeks now, kind of letting people know, hey, man, get, get ahead of this thing. Um, so when you ask about the trucks and how many, obviously, I don't know if we had the impact that we want. 
and let's say we ended up with 50,000 trucks, then what needs to be seen is that this is not to create an imposition, but in fact, it's it's a more of awareness. Uh, and understand mm -hmm. too, for us, I know if I'll speak for me and what we're doing, we're not going to Washington to go hang out on the sidewalk and honk horns. Certainly we will. We want to meet our brothers and sisters and we want to talk with other like-minded Americans, but we already have meetings in place. We have congressional meetings in place, Senate hearings in place, to my understanding, and I don't handle that side of it, except for some that I do have direct contact over. So <clears throat> for us, imagine this. When I leave here in my Peterbilt and that little kid on the sidewalk sees me and he's over there arm pumping, you can bet you I'm going to blow his hair back with them Nathan K5s we're about <laughs> to put on my truck. He's getting it. He's getting it because as a kid, I used to do that. Uh, but what did we do right there? What what did we do to that child? We showed him there's some good Americans left in this world, and maybe just maybe we can point him in a direction to understand love of his country. Because if he's seeing us pass by and he's there with his mom, she can explain it. And so I think it begins with parenting, parenting, uh, as well for us to go through this trouble and shut our jobs down. Because I want you to think about something. I'll give you my story for an example. Um, I've been off work since January 29th dealing with this stuff. It's been endless days getting ready, getting prepped, haven't hit a lick, haven't made any money, still got time to go before we leave. I still won't make any money. And then I'll go out there and still won't make any money. So this doesn't, this isn't a situation where, um, let me, let me stop there. Let me recollect my thought on what I'm trying to say. And here's why this hurts to do this hurts to have to do. Okay, it's hurting me financially, it's hurting me personally, it's hurting my time. But the importance of it is that through the awareness of people being able to see what's going to happen, the willingness we have to go step forward and speak and stand for our brothers and sisters that maybe can't make it, but then have their support. What it does is it creates, in my mind, some sort of a reawakening of the United States and its people. And so I hope that answers that question. That's a, that's, man, yeah. that's a hard question to answer. Cause I it could, is, I could speak on that for yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah, it is a hard, and obviously no one wants to do anything. And as you said, you are not no. beholden to any, to any company. You don't have to haul anything. Interesting in Canada, they have, are now forcing, forcing tow truck drivers to tow trucks under this new emergency powers act declaration the tow truck driver said no we don't want to tow these truckers we agree with them the canadian government can now force tow truck drivers for fair and just compensation to do their job so i agree with you the the other side of the coin is that they are trying to find ways in canada i'm sure they're trying to do it here to force people to haul to force people to tow um so i hope we don't get to that and that's going to be an, an entire different dynamic if they go down that route in terms of economic impact, um, I know that truckers make different amounts. Um, I've seen somewhere around 50 cents a mile. Is that is that high? Is that middle of the range of how much a trucker would make? That's what a driver makes working for a company. Driver, yeah. Yeah, for a company. So just a, a, co a company guy would make about that, right? Um, the companies will often charge if if this is like a van line they'll charge somewhere between two and three dollars a mile plus or minus things right i mean it's somewhere around that road yeah. so for every day that that company guy wouldn't be working that would be costing that company around 1200 bucks so th that's that's a company guy yeah yeah so, that's that's low so and that's not even 
including the client, the economic impact to the client, because whatever they're hauling, they want to make money on too, right? So you can well, see how this can really cascade and 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 cause pain. I know you don't want to cause pain, but part of protest, and this is something that the left said all during their summer of love, the, the part of the reason of protest is to make people uncomfortable, right? If if you let, aren't, let if me, you guys don't affect people, then you won't have yeah. the impact, right? You ask some really awesome questions, and you're like me when your mind gets going. You you end up putting four or five <laughs> things all in one pot. So I'm going to call a hard stop, and I want to answer something here. <laughs> uh, no, I, I like the way you're asking the questions. Don't misinterpret, but it just it sets my mind ablaze, and I'm like, well, we got to answer That's this directly. So, uh, a very good friend of mine, a uh, very respected businessman, a mentor of mine, uh, a friend, truly a friend. When all this began, I'll often go to him. Or, or when this began, as I often do, I went to him seeking wisdom and advisement. I said, what do you think? And we shared the idea. And he said, you know, I can see the reason for it. I certainly can. And I, I support it. He said, but let me ask you a question. He said, what's that going to do to me? And when he said that, I stopped. And I knew better than to start talking. I said, I don't understand. And I prompted him to speak again. He said, I have people right now that are waiting on stuff to come out of Canada so we can do what we're doing. And it's a industrial shop. I'll say that. And so they were waiting on some plate steel or maybe some valves. I don't know. And he made comment how the Canadian protest was keeping them from getting what he needed. And I said, well, I'm sorry. You know, that obviously didn't have anything to do with me at that time, but I want to be sympathetic to the situation. And he made mention of how if they were unable to get the things they need, that they might actually have to lay off some people. You know, can't pay people to just stand around. You got to have them working. And as we talked, and this and and the story I'm telling right now, I hope, I very much hope, can be an example of how we all ought to be. Because he was on one side, I was on the other. But through talking and not getting emotional or upset or defensive with each other, we were able to come to some common ground. Not that we didn't have any. It was just he was concerned over what was hurting him. And when we got to the end of it, and he asked me, he said, what do, what do you hope to accomplish? And my, my answer was simple. We don't want to see anyone hurt by this. We don't want to see anything get slowed down, messed up, um, put into rest. But I answered his question best this way. I said, the way I see it, it's not my intention to impose my thoughts or will upon you. But by when we do this, what I would hope to see is that you would join us because you recognize it too. And what ends up happening sometimes in these situations that, look, like I said, I'm not bound by law. I'm not bound by contract. If I choose not to run because I'm tired of being oppressed by my government, I'm not going to go kill myself 12, 14-hour days to clear 50 bucks, then I don't have to. So if you're mad at someone, sir, it goes back to them, not me. And as the conversation went along, I best explain it this way. I said I would hope that the actions of the truckers, the motorcycle clubs, a soccer mom that wants to get involved, the nurses, the doctors that we expect to as well be part of this convoy. Let's let's be clear on something. This is not just 18-wheelers. This is motorcycles and tons of other people. But as I shared that with him, I said I would hope that what ends up happening is, is that if pressure is caused by this reaction to an oppressive government, then I hope that would create an ally by way of you recognizing the absolute need to step forward and you get involved too 
and you as a, a much higher end taxpayer starting at a local level and say, hey, we got a problem here with your local elected officials. And I think it would I, I think it would be not a trickle down effect. I think it would be a trickle up effect. Uh, you know, truckers, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you on this camera and there's nothing in that picture of your video that didn't come on a truck mm -hmm. except your physical body, your headset, your shirt, yeah. the backdrop behind you, chair you're sitting in, the phone you're holding, the electricity even, all that cable was hauled on a truck. People don't realize how important trucks are. And uh, like I said, just because we hold a, a different place in society for our profession, we're not trying to use that to cause harm. We're trying to do that to hopefully get a reaction from our government to for once stand up as people in front of them, tell them the grievance, and then have them say, you know what? You're right. We're wrong. We'll fix it. Will they? We'll see. Yeah. Well, I think I think that when when people start complaining about, oh, well, my goods won't get to market, I'm going to have to lay people off. I think that what that identifies is not um, – I think what that identifies is that they took you for granted. And I think that's what a lot of this protest is about, I, the idea that truckers should be for taken granted. for granted. And not to interrupt, I won't say for granted. I prefer the word expected. Yeah. Yeah. That you'll just yeah. always be T there. Taken for granted is all oh, they'll always be there. But there's a difference between that and expected, meaning they better be there. I don't have to be nowhere, yeah. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Haul <laughs> just tell them, haul, haul it yourself. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. You can do go, it. Go, go, uh, <laughs> buy, go buy you a $200,000 truck, $80,000 yeah. trailer. Pay $30,000 a year on that truck for insurance. Deal with all the incessant. I mean, I could get into the whole cat and mouse game. The regulations, the yeah. The regulations, uh, the fact that you know how to operate your truck, but then some zoot in a suit thinks he knows better and wants to legislate how you operate your business and your truck. Nah, it ain't worth it, man. You know, let, let, yeah. them, let them figure it out. couple more questions before we let you go. Um, I did hear yes, you just say that you are getting a nathan k5 installed on your on your rig um that for anyone who doesn't know is a locomotive horn <laughs> is a locomotive horn that will blow somewhere around 118 and 120 decibels which is about the Louder. sound of a thunderclap oh maybe I, i'm sure you can boost it up <laughs> Louder. Um, 100, 120 would be a thunderclap 130 would be an aircraft carrier <laughs> uh, an airplane uh, jet taking off on a carrier with their afterburners on um and eardrum rupture happens at 150 decibels is this something that you're hearing from a lot of people in the convoy that they're they're taking the cue from the canadians and they're installing the locomotive horns well most of us truckers have them and i think there's a misconception that we have them to be ugly um when you and I have, I've had to use them many times in my career, uh, especially with the bigger stuff I'm hauling. I'm 12 wide. Some some ladies rolling alongside of me. We're coming from two lanes to one. She ain't paying attention, and for whatever reason, I uh, um, I forget the, the the name of the phenomena. Uh, if you watch these motorcycles racing on the track, when one of the guys mm -hmm. fall, they end up run over him because they're they're so yeah. focused on not running over him. So that they get alongside of you, they're scared of you, they're screwing around on their phone, they're not paying attention. And then the very next thing you know, they just won't move, and we're all running out of room. I obviously can't stop because of my weight. And when I lay down on them train horns, yeah, I like to call them to tension get us. Because in that moment, I got your attention. You were going to move, go ahead, get out of my way, whatever. And so 
most truckers often have them installed for those purposes. It's not just to have some yeah. uh, obscenely loud horn. Um, and I kind of, I hope right now, I hope that in some ways me mentioning Nathan K5s doesn't get out because that's actually supposed to be a surprise. Uh, and it's all right. It, it's okay. But oh, the, the horns that I'm putting, yeah, no, it's not your fault. That's totally on me. The horns that I have on my truck um, go back about four years to a little fella that uh, we got involved with. Uh, he had brain cancer. We were involved with him. We put together probably 250, 300 trucks. It just made that kid's day. Uh, we were even good enough with the people in our community. We we landed the med flight helicopter. We had the fire department involved. It just kind of gave him a play day for something he loved. Um, sadly, the <clears throat> sadly the next year when he died, uh, we were asked to carry him to his final resting place on our five ton, and so we did. And subsequently, his grandparents. His old grandpa was actually a trucker, and uh, they gave me those horns. They said, we want you to have these. And so I began wow. restoring them, and then Hurricane Laura hit, and my life got overturned. Man, everything I've got, even where I'm sitting right now, the barn I'm in front of, it's destroyed. You know, so we're fighting back from that. But because of that, I was unable to finish the project and get the horns restored. But in the past two days, uh, believe it or not, the, yeah. the man – who owns the shop that might lay off people, him and his people are actually helping me get those horns. So that's why I talk about the common ground. Yeah. Uh, but when it's all said and done and, and she blows, uh, that little boy is going to be with me. Uh, we'll honor him and his family. And of course, we're going to be getting some attention of fellow patriotic Americans from around the country. It's a, it's a, <laughs> I, I hope more truckers are running horns. Obviously yours has a, 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 a touching story to it. I, I have a feeling more more truckers are going to be running these K5s, these different train horns. There was a there was a story in Canada that they were trying to sneak a ship horn into into downtown oh. Ottawa. <laughs> they, they gotten one. Yeah, they gotten one off of a tugboat, and they were trying to sneak it in. The police wouldn't let them because that, that's a hard thing to just sneak in. Um, but I, and that and listen, if anyone has a tugboat horn, this might be the time. Might be the time to find use it. me One on Facebook. Question. I'm easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> One last question before we let we let you go, and I want to thank you for for sticking on here. How can people follow the convoys progress, and how can people everyday people support you guys? Well, there's numerous different convoys, and there's been a lot of confusion. Um, uh, again, it needs to be said. It needs to be understood. This movement belongs to no one. No one person could take credit because there's thousands of people working behind the scenes. Uh, there are so many different groups all with the same attention, and that's get to Washington and come together in unity, solidarity, and, and as Americans on the other end. Uh, but th there's several ways they can, uh, you know, if someone's interested in what we're doing, they could just type in my name, which is obviously on the bar. That brings them straight to my Facebook. Look, man, I don't do all this tech stuff. I'm just an old country boy, uh, and and I like my Facebook because I'm used to it. I don't do Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. I have accounts, but truthfully, don't know how to use them. But if they want to follow us, certainly they can. They can also go to americantruckersfreedomfund.com if they wanted to support a very secure web page there. Uh, that's not like a GoFundMe or anything. It's not set up with, with back doors where it could be stolen or messed up. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if they want to do that, they can also find someone uh, in their area just look around man all you got to do look i guarantee you right now if if a, if an individual anywhere in the country 
wants to get involved and they see a good looking Peterbilt go by and that truck stops, all they got to do is go up to that guy and say, Hey driver. Cause that's what, you know, you don't call them. Hey, Mr. Trucker driver. You call him a hey, driver. <laughs> hey driver. Can you tell me who's involved in the common one? It'd be like, yeah, let me put you on point. They'll give you some information, but yeah. they're good folks from around the country. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that helps. One last thing. What's the best way for people to find out an, a rough itinerary? So if you're going I-10, is there any way that people can can learn when you guys would probably be passing by so they would know when to hop on? Or are they just going to have to be listening to their CB? No. Well, CB is one thing, and CBs are fine. CBs are good. But what I will be doing is live updates as well as um, crossing updates. You know, if we cross a state line, uh, from Texas to Louisiana, I'll be posting that. If we stop, I'll be posting that. And so obviously they can follow it directly from my page. Again, I don't do all this crazy crossover and we got to have a group page. I just don't do it. It's too hard on me, but we'll, we're going to do that as well. Uh, we've got some people working on some stuff. I apologize. I got tons of messages coming in. Uh, we're it's working on some stuff to where we can actually set up a tracker on my truck, you know, for the I-10 co corridor. Uh, and, and it needs to be said too, because I don't want there to be confusion, but we have a truck captain out in California that's going to kick this thing off. And as they come across, uh, I won't be involved with the trucks until they get around Houston. I live in Sulphur, and it's about a two-hour drive from here to Houston. Uh, when that convoy makes its way across with, quote-unquote, our people, uh, then I'm going to run out there as a sign of goodwill to go greet them and bring them in the last 80, 100 miles and then bed them down for that night. Um, but I, I think – uh, when we get back here, you know, we'll, we'll shut it down for the night. Those messages messed up my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's all good. It's yeah. all good. The, so, so the tracking deal. So, uh, the point of that was the, to use the tracker. It wouldn't work until it's about halfway at South Louisiana. Yeah. Before that, I'll know what's going on. I'll be posting updates. We certainly okay. want people on the overpasses to know what's going on. We certainly want people to be involved. We certainly want people to have their chance to be part of a great, patriotic american movement so we'll be giving those updates well i'm going to be tuning in for that and uh we'll probably message you to ask because i'm in san antonio so they're going to be coming right by oh, here cool. it sounds like on i-10 yeah. so um I'll, I'll definitely be looking for that try and get some video live stream it from one of those overpasses well kip i want to thank you so much for stopping by I'm, i want to wish you all godspeed the country is with you conservatives are with you um wish you the best of luck and uh, we'll look to touch base with you as you guys get going. It's been an honor to be here. I appreciate everything this morning. God bless America. God, family, country. Back out. Thanks, Kip. That was a, that was a great interview. I, I love talking to truckers. And, and he's got it all. He's got it all set up. So we're going to follow this. Again, they're going to be coming right by where I live on I-10. So I'm going to try and get some video of that from one of those overpasses, maybe go live if self-service allows. It's going to be beginning on the, I think he said the evening of March 2nd, and they're going to be going across the country, the Southern route through uh, Texas, I-10, through those uh, Gulf states, and then up into uh, DC. So that'll be starting, I believe he said, evening of March 2nd. So we will make sure that we update you guys as more information becomes available. Got to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by Enerforce, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. We are partnering with them. We partnered with them to create a great T-shirt, the, the Free Our People T-shirt. That's to help the January 6th prisoners um, who are currently locked up. 
because they stepped inside the Capitol. We've partnered with Enterforce, so we have that T-shirt available. You should make sure you check it out. Um, if we can, go, yeah, it's right there, the Free Our People T-shirt. So our proceeds from that T-shirt will go towards helping the January 6th prisoners with their legal expenses, helping get family in town so that they can um, see their family, because many of them haven't been able to see their family since all this went down. So here's the deal. When you purchase one of those t-shirts or any of the other apparel items or mystery boxes on enterforce.com, you get entered in to win that sweet rig that was just on the screen, a Ford F-450 with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick, plus $20,000 in cold hard cash. Every dollar you spend gives you five entries. And as a bonus, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get a thousand extra entries. It's a no-brainer. Or you can use CD10 as a promo code, get you 10% off. But personally, I prefer the entries. If I could win, I can't win, but I would still prefer the entries. So head on over to enterforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Pick up some apparel, support the January 6th prisoners, right? And enter to win that sweet, sweet rake. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment is necessary to enter or win. And making a purchase or payment will not technically increase your likelihood of winning. So that's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you share it. We're on Rumble right now. We had, I think, 500 people watching right now. Only 51 Rumbles. So if you're watching on Rumble, you got to hit that plus sign. When you hit the plus sign, once we hit like 200, more people see the interview. So when you get on the Rumble, just hit that plus sign. That way more people can find us, help us reach more people, and get this message, this interview out to everyone. So check that out. Um, we go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So tune in for that. If you need a reminder... You can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system, and we'll let you know what we're talking about, then how, when, and where you can watch. It's very important that you guys subscribe on audio. Even if you watch the video, please head over to the audio podcast. Sometimes you're driving, you just want to listen. Audio podcast is the easiest way to do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. So check us out there. And if you have an iPhone, an iPad, a MacBook, easiest way is Apple Podcasts. And when you're there, give us a five-star review so we can climb up in those rankings. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country is not over yet. But the only way we win is if we all snap and fight together.